welcome to Two Crasians, the Asian American podcast where the Joy Love Club meets drunk history. I'm your host, Cindy Epp. And I'm your other host, Nancy Lee. Today we have a special guest, Eric Chow. Say hi, Eric. Hi. <laughs> and he is our very first guest ever. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, so, yeah. Welcome. You are our first ever guest. You got. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what he's in for, guys. Yeah. So we wanted to do a show called Ask an Asian Man because we are uh, Asian women. You know, we talk all the time about being Asian women. Yeah. But we don't know what it's like to be an Asian man. Yes. And like we have questions. Like lots of questions. We want to know stuff. What's that like from that perspective? So Eric is a baker at Tartine, which is the most famous bakery in San Francisco, I would say, if not the West Coast. Do yeah. Do you want to talk about what you do there? Yeah. Mostly I make the croissants there. Oh, croissants. <laughs> the thing that I wanted to ask you most of all is like, I've met a few of you that work at Tartine. Like, how come none of y'all are fat? Like, none of y'all are fat. I don't understand that. <laughs> like, if I worked there, I would be made of bread pudding. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when I first started, I ate a croissant like every single day. Maybe, maybe sure. I just taste them now, you know. And what time do you start working? It used to be 4.30. Just time. Yeah. Oh my god. Now it's 6. It's much more humane. Do you know what Aya means? I do. You're <laughs> uh, not an idiot, Nancy. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, he said he spoke none. I'm trying to understand the level of none. How would you translate that? Exactly. Damn. Like, oh my oh, god. Shit. It's the equivalent to oive in Yiddish. Yeah. So tell us, where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? I grew up... Partially in here in the city in San Francisco and also in Danville, California. In oh, Are you first generation? Second. Second. How do you view first or second? I think a lot of people have different takes on that. I thought first was born here. Okay. First generation to be born here and raised here, or essentially raised here. Like my dad came over when he was six from Hong Kong. My mom was born in Cleveland. So, oh, so you would wow. consider that first generation? Yeah. Even your dad who wasn't born here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I never looked at it that way. It was more like a very hard, like... Where were you born? Like, come out of the womb. <laughs> Where was your mother's vagina at the time? No. Um, so that's very interesting. So your dad came from Hong Kong when mm-hmm. he was six. Um, so he was born over there, but your mother was born here. Mm-hmm. And her parents, where did they come from? From Southern China. Um, and they landed in Cleveland. Yeah. How that yeah, and that happened. Not sure, I need to review all that. I should have... <laughs> You're like I'm going on a podcast. Study. Um, no, I mean study that's, yourself. They came. They came through San Francisco. My grandfather came first. And okay. He was a chef. Which oh. Is cool. Oh, that's cool. Because well, I'm, I think he. I'm pretty sure he enjoyed cooking. He died unfortunately when I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. so I didn't really know him, and I especially didn't know him you know, when I was at the food. Which mm-hmm. I didn't really get into until um, after studying music. It's kind mm-hmm. of while I was studying music. Uh. So I didn't get ever to talk to him about cooking at all. Oh. But so he came over here and he did that, and then he eventually brought my grandmother and my oldest aunt over, mm-hmm. who was born in China, and then everyone else was born over here. Was so where did your mom and dad meet? Met here in San Francisco. They both grew up in Chinatown. Ah, Chinatown. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's so cute. <laughs> That's like some black and white PBS shit. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> and then you were born here mm-hmm. in the, in the city. Yep. What did your so what did your parents do for a living? My dad worked for the state. He was a mediator between people that got hurt on the job and insurance companies. 
And eventually he um, struck out and had his own business doing that. Oh. My mom's worked for PG&E, the local utilities company, for the last like 30 years. See another notion of like the difference between East Coast and West Coast Asians. What is that? Parents' <laughs> occupation. Mm. Your parents had something that was like a pretty standard, um, worked for the state or the city, had Monday through Friday, right? Standard. I think a lot of the East Coast Asians you talk to, their parents were working at the restaurant, a dry cleaner, housekeepers, like very more labor intensive versus being easily acclimated into some sort of like nine to five type of job. Is that a generational thing though? Because that's definitely their parents who were the first immigrants. Definitely they did. Like my grandma's seamstress, my mom mm-hmm. said, in a sweatshop from what I hear. And from what I guess did I just age myself then, I guess? <laughs> no, I think you were just being snobby about the East Coast versus West Coast. No, I don't think I'm trying to be snobby. You're saying like they're like hardworking, like no, and, like no, no. But I see his point. And, like, like you talk, they to... like labored, and we're like we have office jobs, and we, <laughs> we t- typey typey, you know, yeah. clicky clacky, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, that's not what I meant. Like, we're so bougie. No, there's like in, in, in New Jersey and stuff. There's like a lot of researchers and chemists that have come through. Um, but my parents are on the older side, mm-hmm. so my pa- my dad's seventy seven. Sorry, daddy. So, but I think I'm assuming your parents spoke really good English, so they had the opportunity to have different kinds of jobs than oh. everything. Because a lot of times people had restaurant or dry cleaner jobs, or because like the language is a barrier. Yeah. My mom's postal worker because the language is a barrier. I see that. You know Just like we're enormously privileged to speak English. Oh, right. yeah. I mean, Don't you think? Privileged or like I have no other choice. If I had to rely on Chinese, I'd not get by. I don't, I don't know about your English sometimes. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> it's questionable. And so, curious to understand, like, did you think your family was different than others? Or did you feel like you were... It's similar to your friends. Pretty similar. Which is funny that you say that I'm the first guest. I feel like I'm one of the less Asian guys, less Asian Asian guys out there. Well, I mean. How do you define that? You are going to represent all Asian men. So, (laughs) like, that's fine. No pressure. (laughs) Yep, exactly. (laughs) But you're like the first Asian man I ever met. (laughs) We're (laughs) Crasians. We're Crasians, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking you're a Crasian too. Yeah. yeah. And that just means that we're not going to be typical Asians. And this is probably how we interact, like yeah. how our intersections have happened. And we're not going to have any interviews that are going to be typical Asians because we don't know any. Yeah. And our social circle <laughs> doesn't run into it. Yeah. Growing up in an Asian household, what did your parents support or push? What did you try? What were your interests in school growing up? School was tough. I mean, maybe, I don't remember how I felt back then, honestly, but now I realized after going to college and also grad school, I realized like, I'm a terrible student. <laughs> I just oh, can't. The fact like, that you went to uh, secondary school after undergrad is <laughs> pretty Asian. Yes. But that, in a way, it but, might be a Croatian trait is to be not good at school. <laughs> because we're like, how do I fit in? You're like, I just go back to school and you're like, nope, I spent 120 yeah. G's and still not happening. Yeah. Were your parents really into, like, making sure you finish school, like, all your homework? Did you have a tiger mom? Yeah. Um, she was, like, fully American. Like, I 
I kind of can't imagine having an American mother. <laughs> I know, right? The one that I like, feel like is like a Betty Draper or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was the harder of my two parents. But yeah. Yeah. Asian it, women it being hard. There wasn't like that. Des- yeah, like tell mom, there wasn't that desperation of like, oh my god, we're immigrants, we have to succeed, or else we'll starve kind of a thing yeah. at all. But at the same time, yeah, she did push my sister and I. My dad did too, in different yeah. ways. Hmm. Um, How they differ? I don't know. Maybe my mom was more focused on academics and my dad wanted... There was a time we really wanted to play tennis for a while. Oh. That's funny because you were talking about Michael Chang last Michael time. Michael Chang! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was um, low-key stalking you on the internet before oh, this. Oh, shit. And I, I saw that you made a very big career change. You went to school for music composition, mm-hmm. and then you you switched to cooking and baking, which is quite yeah quite different. Shift. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about like what made you make that shift. So yeah, I thought I wanted to be a composer. You know, that generally means you know if you want to have like a stable life, unless you really made it as a composer, you go into academia, mm. you get your PhD, and then you become a professor. So you have a salary and, you know, health insurance and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But what makes you? Like, and your parents were like, that's cool. I see you on that track. Like, yeah, were they I, I guess that's what made it amenable. Yeah, they're always, I'm very lucky. They're always very supportive of everything I did. Yeah, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like my mom, when I switched over to my major in music in undergrad, she was a little worried. Like, <laughs> you know, she'd do something more. Yeah. You <laughs> like, sure? Maybe double major in econ? Or yeah. At one point, maybe it was... Sign of my desk, which is maybe you should double in English. Like, yeah, like a backup plan. Better, but, <laughs> but I'd grown up playing the clarinet. Oh, clarinet. Um, and so you completed that, and mm-hmm. where'd you go from there? Immediately into cooking. Really? So my second year of my master's, I was staging at a French restaurant downtown. Staging is a French term for interning or working yeah. for free. Okay. Which can you can do, a lot of people do, in place of going to culinary school or something. Yeah. Just learning on the job, because actually... Everyone will tell you, pretty sure Anthony Bourdain does too in his books, like, just don't go. You know, unless you have lots of money and you're out at high school or something, you go to a nice one. But otherwise, you know, it's just so much money and little return. Mm-hmm. The food industry, just there's just not a lot of money in there. Yeah. Especially when you're starting out. Yeah. So, yeah, just stash, um, gain your experience that way. And, yeah, you're not getting paid at first, but you're not paying either. So, it's nice. And then that just opened your eyes to a whole different world. It did, yeah. Were yeah. you, like me, devastated to hear about Anthony Bourdain's death? Yeah, less emotionally so than I thought I would be, but I was definitely sad because, like so many people said, his book, Kitchen Confidential, was one of the things that encouraged me to get into the food industry, so I owe a lot to him. Yeah. It really was. It was a great book. I think, if anything, would deter a lot of people <laughs> because it's like a kind of a crazy, it. no. yeah, because it's kind of a crazy kind of drug fueled tale of like working too hard and staying out all yeah. night. And, yeah. De- definitely, like the at least the kitchens I've been in, like that's a different world than than he came in the nineties, mm-hmm. from what it seems, and from what I've heard from other people. But maybe what appealed to me about it was that maybe like the basis of this podcast, you know, being creation, being atypical, and not. Feel like you can be yourself, you know? Yeah. You don't have to be proper or yeah. polite. And you didn't ever go to culinary school, right? Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been a deter an obstacle for you getting work at restaurants. No, nobody cares. Nobody cares. You, you go and you, you also call when you when you have a tryout for a place you want to work. That's also called a stage. Mm-hmm. And you go and you work with them. They have you do pretty basic tasks, you know, like peel fifty pounds of carrots or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
They like to see, you know, do you work quickly, efficiently? Are you just talking all the time? Are you clean? Are you sloppy? Yeah. You know, it's all about your chops. So, how did your parents take it after you spent so much money and time and energy into this field of music? <laughs> Again, they were so supportive. They were proud. They're because you know they like food, and also not to take away from their character all, at all. But I'm sure what what helped was uh, food being such a you know a neat a cool thing with the rise of the Food Network in the early 2000s and all. Yeah. It's not just a blue collar thing anymore. Exactly. Yeah, you didn't yeah. come in like in the '90s when it was just like looked down upon, right? Or not really that sort of like kind of prestige. Mm-hmm. Now with the food culture and yeah, people reality are TV, you know, it makes mm-hmm. it a lot more respected, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you have not celebrity it, chefs like that yeah. was not something you had back in the day. Like um, Wolfgang Puck was the first celebrity chef mm-hmm. out there, and because he did all the Vanity Fair parties. Yeah, and obviously back then it was still a respectable profession. Yeah, but just not the general. The mass. You're not like your parents were fine with you one having a music career. Yeah. Two. <laughs> I mean, music is great to get you into college. Right? Music is part of yeah. the extracurricular. Yeah. You do ballet and violin. Right. And, you know, yeah, hopefully. You better leave that shit behind because yeah. you're a it's prodigy, you know, and then. Yeah. But that's not what you do for a living, yeah, right? right? And then you go and you're like, I'm going to work in kitchens for the rest of my life. After <laughs> you went to two secondary schools focused on music. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure about oh, my dad is also a musician. I mean, not by not, profession, but definitely serious so, yeah. yeah. So your parents had interests. Uh, that's See, I, the problem. We didn't, we our parents <laughs> have interests. Interest. <laughs> we have this whole thing. That's God, like, I want his parents. I know. Sorry, This mommy. sounds amazing. Daddy, I love you. Because sometimes <laughs> I talk to friends and they're like, man, my parents turned me on to this music and they were into this sport. And I'm like. Our parents didn't have hobbies. No, they worked. Yeah. Like, I mean, they worked, and there's times that they didn't work, but they didn't also be like, you know, it would be great painting, you know, or something. <laughs> you know, like, you know what I would love to do <clears throat> is breed horses. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I think, I think it makes a big difference if your parents have things that they're passionate about yeah. besides they, just surviving. Yeah. And we're not saying that you're grew up privileged or entitled. I'm sure that we were like all middle class. Kudos to your parents for being supportive. And like, honestly, I don't Mm -hmm. know if you have other friends that are Asian that you saw have different experiences with their family trying to follow their dreams and not really be getting that support that they would have loved, I'm sure, from their family. And so um, your sister, did she pursue something that was her interest or something that she felt like was something she should do? I think she was interested, but it also happened to be something that was that was also financially stable. She's an engineer. Uh, so your parents are like, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your wife. Yeah. What I is just, she? Yeah, that's what I was just going to know. We want to know. What is she? Is she Asian? She's not. She's Caucasian. The twist. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum. You guys didn't read that question at all, did you? Okay, tell us more about this. Okay. I, know. I know you guys met in college, but mm-hmm. like, did you date in high school? 
Not her, right. but I'm just saying. I did not. You were you did not date. You didn't have a girlfriend in high school. No. Did you ever date any Asian girls? No, that's funny that you also have seen. She's the only person that I ever dated. Well. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> this is so precious. Heart. I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. Oh, that's too cute. Did she date Asian guys before you? No. And how was your family like when you started dating? What is your wife's name? Kelly. Kelly. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> Thanks for letting us borrow your husband for the evening. Um, Kelly, like, how was that when you, like, were you nervous saying, like, mom and dad, I have a girlfriend and she is white? Nope. Nope. What about her family? Did she have to introduce you a certain way? Or you just, like, always existed, like, wallpaper? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I think it was pretty normal. Yeah? And they always accepted you and treated you great. They're great. Oh, that's so great. Well, you're freaking lucky. Yeah, you're lucky. You're you're not, like, messed up like us. (laughs) We're extremely jealous right now. (laughs) Um, Found the love of your life early, like, locked it down. Yeah. Lock that shit down. Parents are nice to you. Oh, he had nice right? parents. Nice too, that parents. That were supportive and all his Nice in- parents-in-law. That's like winning the lottery right there. Yeah. Totally is. Yeah. Because of what you do and your upbringing, you're kind of like an atypical Asian male, like already, right? Yeah. What are some Asian male stereotypes you think are like out there? Nerdy, mm-hmm. but also other hesitations are well groomed. I feel like I'm neither well groomed. Yeah, I've never yeah. thought about that, but sure. But yeah. absolutely, um, you know, well dressed. They have they do their hair. I've never done my hair. Um, so like gay, basically. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I see someone well groomed, I'm like, oh, he gay. Okay, uh, so go on. Uh, what else do I say? Technologically savvy and yes. financially responsible. Are you these um, things? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I'm not like, I don't have like zero dollars in my bank account, but at the same time, I'm not the best at saving. Um, so of those stereotypes, you believe that you're not well-groomed. Definitely. I'm not saying, I think you've, you're groomed fine. <laughs> but I've never... I've I mean, never it helps that he doesn't have a lot of body hair. I'm assuming. Do you have a lot of body hair? That's I correct. mean, grooming I is like easier when you don't have a lot of money hair. Hence why Asians are well groomed. Less hair to groom. Do you think you're tech savvy or not at all? (gasps) We have a true, like, Sasquatch (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) He's like the missing link. He's like an Asian who can't, like, are you like computers? I don't know. If I, like, gave you something and, like, I don't know. Can you fix my wireless router? Could you help me? I mean, nothing young. Resetting it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Turn it on. And then how, do you, how do you reset? Unplug it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like we discovered a new species. I know. <laughs> so amazing. So lucky in your first try. I know. I know. <laughs> so, do you think that anybody assumes things about you based on these stereotypes? Probably. But you don't care. No, and. Um, Listening to your guys' earlier episodes and other friends, of course, who've experienced overt racism, both, you know, but, you know, benign and ignorant, or, you know, unfortunately, sometimes less benign. I feel like I 
I can't even remember one instance of either of those. We never had racist incidents. Um, But it's interesting, like, hearing your kind of experience growing up because I... I don't really like the friends that I have that are Asian definitely experience some sort of racism or like awkwardness growing up due to being different to the rest of their community. And also what we haven't talked about is Nancy and I are secret old people and we don't actually know how old you are. I'm 33. 33. Okay. Should we say how I don't think we've ever said how old we are. Have we not? I don't think we've ever said, like, we've said that, like, we're Oh, old. great. I'm, I'm 30. 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm 28. So that's good. <laughs> so, so we're all young. Yay, <laughs> millennials! <laughs> Love being millennial, don't you? Avo- yeah. Avocado toast. <laughs> Molly, no kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Definitely older than that. Do you find that now, even nowadays, like in kitchens, you have a hard time getting respect as like running shit? Obviously, every kitchen's different. But for the most part, I think if you carry yourself with confidence, and if you can back that up with experience, I think that if you carry yourself that way, you don't have any problem with that. Life lessons. By so, Eric Chow. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a few questions we want to ask everyone. What is the most old Asian man thing you do? I do come my ears. With what? Like a scoopy thing or a Q-tip? <laughs> my fingers. <laughs> I wash my hands very well. Very well. He's like, I'm a chef. I'm a chef. Yes, it's okay. Do you get Asian blush slash glow? Dude, you're blessed. Maybe not. You're blessed. Maybe no. not. Um, okay, stinky tofu, yes or no? I don't think I've ever had it. What? You need to go to a Taiwanese. I need to go to Taiwan. You need to go to Taiwan. Yeah. Oh my god, stop. It was torture to go to Hong Kong for so short amount of time. Yeah. Take all of the best Chinese food it's make yeah. it, and make it even better. And, that's yeah. there's like, and there's like night markets everywhere and there's stinky tofu. I was just thinking about a night market I went to with my aunts. They had like a, a stall that was just like all different parts of chicken. And one of them in English it said chick ass. <laughs> I love chicken. Didn't even say chicken. It's a chick ass. Chick ass. You take said, a, uh, and I said, just a ma. And they're like, what uh, is that? You know, like pigu, like asshole. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, the asshole is a hole. How is there like a skewer <laughs> of assholes? What's, okay. What's the next one on your Anyway, we need to go to the Pacific East Mall and eat some stinky tofu. Where's that? El Cerrito. Wait, El Cerrito? you've never been? I don't even know what that is. Told you, I'm so... Can we get Asian. a new Asian man over here? <laughs> <laughs> Can we order another? This is... I okay, do you, know, a, do you want 99 Ranches? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, okay. there we go. Uh, David City, it's right down the street. When you're in a house, shoes on or off? Uh, shoes on sometimes. Right? <laughs> right? Oh my god. No. No. <laughs> shoes. Your white lady mistress. Your Mrs. White Lady. She wears shoes in the house? No, um not all definitely not all the time. Just if it's like you gotta run in and grab something. That I guess. I like I do that. I okay, do that. So that's that's what it is. It's not shoes all definitely not shoes all the time. Um, do you and your white lady have indoor clothes? Indoor clothes? Yeah, like do you take your clothes off and put on comfortable indoor clothes? Well, we'll just change in our pajamas or something if it's like... That's, yes. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Okay. 
Did you grow up in a hoarded house or was your house presentable to guests? Both. Definitely <laughs> hoarded, but when people came over, uh, it was cleaned up. Cleaned up in the sense you covered it up or actually cleaned up? My mom would put towels on top of things. <laughs> towels on top of what? How can you hide things with towels? It just looks like a pile of towels. No, it's not a pile of them. They, they are laid lovely on top of the pile so of shit on You didn't have plastic on your furniture. That's interesting. They didn't okay. do that. Sorry. What's your Asian soul food? Mm, I really like Ayakodon, even though I'm not Japanese. Um, I also really like... God, I don't even know how Chinese it is. It's probably like totally American Chinese. That. Egg roll? Uh, fried... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> egg roll sweet jambos? No. Uh, fried... F- breaded, deep fried fish with corn sauce. Corn, corn sauce? And... Where did you... <laughs> where did Was you this that? invented by General Tso? <laughs> I also like Mapo tofu a lot. Oh, Mapo like, tofu. Oh, my God. My yeah, dad chilled, loves that. Chilled spicy beef, beef tendon. Oh, oh God. <sighs> Are God, does this even apply to you? Are there were there any? <laughs> what what the question? What is were there any Asian men in like pop culture or like people you knew that you looked up to growing up? Why doesn't it apply to me? Both. I don't know. <laughs> You're like he's white. Because like, when though. we because when the Asian people were like on TV, we watched it like it was on fire. But like I don't know if you did now. Because I'm not sure if we're the same species. No, I know. I'm just trolling you because, no, that's not really, <laughs> not really. But you said that, and my parents were definitely that way. Yeah? Like you were saying about Connie Chung. I'm pretty sure I remember that. You know, just anyone Asian. But, of course, you know, if you were so an immigrant. you're old you would, like your parents. That's what you're saying. Your parents you were... Said, you said it. <laughs> Are you proud to be Asian? Absolutely. Just proud to be... Who I am and what I've inherited in terms of, I guess I think a lot about food nowadays. Mm. Just to have inherited that, to, just to have to have grown up eating that. Well, growing up here somewhat and also visiting my grandma growing up and getting dim sum, you know, all the time and going to Chinese dinners and just cooking with her too. Um, if you could send a message to your teenage self, what would you say? Stop worrying about what people think about you. That's it. That's the, Probably like what most people would say, I think. So that's the quickest answer you had. Finally, do you have a ham, a hella Asian moment? I was thinking about that on the way over here because you guys did that on your other podcast. I'm assuming you do that on every podcast. Every podcast, yeah. yeah. It happened today, actually. Oh, um, share. Yeah, make a staff meal. Um, Tell them what staff meal is. Staff meal is just cooking for cooking lunch for everyone at the, at the bakery or mm-hmm. the restaurant or wherever you are most of the time. Just like... Totally random, like, oh, what do we have? A lot of extra. What do we need to get rid of? You know, because, you know, bargains are so thin in the food business, so you just got to optimize. So it's like, all right, I got mushrooms, you know, um, got hard boiled eggs left over. Why don't I just make, like, pork meatloaf, make some potato salad, use the eggs? So I ran into the Duck Boy on Mission Street, mm-hmm. grabbed some ground pork. Um, so I was just going to make, like, meatloaf or something like it, you know, mm-hmm. threw some eggs in there, some scallion cilantro. It's pretty simple. And it just kind of tastes like pork shumai. It's it kind of firm, you know. You're telling me you made a <laughs> loaf of pork shumai? Not the wrapper, yeah. And then I doused it in caramelized onions and mushrooms and oyster sauce. Is it kind of like how, you know, meatloaf, like American meatloaf, is like doused in ketchup and like the end piece is like the most delicious? Yeah, it has I like glazed ketchup yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. So it's like, it's like that, but like hoisin is the ketchup? 
Yeah, well, oyster sauce. Oyster yeah. sauce. So- I'm sorry. Yeah. Oyster sauce is the ketchup. Pretty much. Oh my god. <laughs> You're trolling. Amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. We can't no thank problem. you enough for being our very first guest, being an Asian man, being an atypical Asian man, telling us all about it. <laughs> Basically, telling us that nope, you have issues and just get over them. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, what did you say? Don't worry about what other people think about you. I think that's I think something that, that we I, said, yeah. yeah. I think that's advice that anybody could take. Yeah. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what? No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. They're all worried about themselves. Honestly, uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on the podcast. Uh, so what's your next project that you're working on? Well, I'm going to be doing... A pop-up dinner at the bakery, at Turn Cheese Bakery, on the 25th of July. It's going to be a six-course tasting menu. Also featuring my friend Didi, her farm, Rootdown Farm in Pescadero, where she raises some beautiful chickens and pigs, and it's going to be beautiful. She's yeah. going to come and talk a little bit about her farm as well, and we hope it's just going to be a lovely evening. It's going to be a, about a 20-22 person, uh, just communal dinner. And how do you, do you have to buy tickets? Yes. So we'll definitely put it on our Facebook and our Instagram <clears throat> yeah. um, about this uh, pop dinner that's happening. That sounds amazing. And I'll be there. So if you're in the San Francisco <laughs> area, make sure you come on down. And you'll get to meet one Grazian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't be there. <laughs> uh, but that sounds delicious. Thank you, Eric. No problem. Well, uh, thanks again, Eric, for uh, no being our first guest on Two Crasians. If you have any feedback or comments, Cindy and I, I would love it. If you are also an Asian man and you want to be interviewed, let us know. And if you have other topics that you want to bring up and, you know, it's not just about Asian people here. We can ask other people questions. I don't know if you want to hear it, but we can ask a question. <laughs> Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, till next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye. bye, bye.